Hey, this is Miriam. And I'm here with uh, my husband, Sid. Sid is his pen name. And we were talking about how I was going to introduce this podcast. And since it's primarily an interview podcast, he came up with the idea that he could interview me about the podcast. So this is what we're doing. Say hello. Hi, everybody. That's my lovely husband. Okay. Shall we? Oh, yes. Let's let's shall. So let's get a little bit of general information out of the way. Uh, when did you come up with the podcast idea? A couple of years ago. I have been listening to podcasts for longer than that, but suddenly felt like I had a I had something that I could contribute to it. You know, there are knitting podcasts where people talk about their knitting. There are knitting podcasts where people interview makers. There are, you know, sewing podcasts. There's a whole bunch of really interesting podcasts out there, but I didn't feel like the yarn story was being told. So for those of us who don't understand that as much, uh, what is the yarn story? The yarn itself goes through a bunch of different hands before it reaches the knitter's hands. And, you know, the yarn comes from sheep or it comes from other fibers. Um, the the sh- people who raise the sheep touch the yarn. The people who spin the wool in the mill touch the yarn. The dyer touches the yarn. The shops touch the yarn. There's a whole range of people that we don't really see. As the industry has shifted more in the same way that the food industry has shifted so that we have um, more transparency in the process, I think that those stories are fascinating and I feel like they needed to be told. This is kind of like the yarn life cycle. Yeah. Kind of opening the window to all of that. Yeah. Like, and like your food chain, you know, the same food chain. Where does your meat come from? Yeah. Where does your yarn come from? Yeah. So how did you get started? Like, what were your first steps on uh, putting this podcast together and putting together your outline, so to speak, of what you wanted to do? Yeah, um, I have a lot of conversations in the industry. Um, I've been doing it full-time for eight years, uh, longer than that. I think mm-hmm. since 2004, basically, designing since 2004. So that's, what, 13 years It's crazy. Sounds about right. Yeah. um, So I've been doing it full time for eight. And every time I go to a show or I, you know, stop by somebody's booth or I talk to somebody who makes yarn, I ask them questions. I find out from them what, you know, what things they're passionate about, why they're making yarn. Those conversations are fascinating and they mean a lot to me. And I thought that it would be really good to be able to share those with other people Mm -hmm. and help people understand exactly what's going on in the industry. So... Bought some equipment and started putting this together. Well, or? you bought me equipment because I forgot. <laughs> I have I have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> I have a I have some you know issues uh, about you know feeling like I'm not good enough to do things and stuff like that. So you are a very supportive spouse, and you bought me equipment so that I could start. Yay, me! <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> For people that don't like you as much as I do, um, <laughs> why should uh, anybody listen to you specifically for this? I mean, yeah. is this? I, I'd imagine there are professional people that you know, like in the IT world or you know, business in general or wherever. I mean, these are things that, that people have careers uh, writing, you know, research articles about or books about. I don't know if they do in this industry uh, or not, but generally not specifically this industry so that would be you know the, the textile um manufacturing industry more than like textile you know 
home users. There's okay. there's an interesting division between right. them. So like academic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people who go for like textile manufacture or like textile engineering. Right. There's a whole different um, subset of people <laughs> that do right. that than are like consumers, prosumers. Uh-huh. Um, so as far as understanding like the 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 mechanics of it all, I mean, yeah. you can find stuff on that. But as yeah. far as wanting to learn more about where a particular Your yarn, yarn comes, comes from. from yeah, um, I don't think that's being covered. Oh. So I felt like that was a niche that this podcast could fill. Awesome. Um, I so I'm I've been in this industry, like I said, for a long time, thirteen years, mm-hmm. um, which is a long time for for this industry. Um, <laughs> and I I'm an inquisitive person. I love research. So you know, every time I have an opportunity to to find out more about a particular breed of wool, I do. Um, you know, I, I also have made a lot of connections with people in this industry who are experts. So in, throughout this podcast, you'll hear my friend Deb Robson, who I roomed with at a retreat, a self-publishing retreat, mm-hmm. and that's how we met. She is a fantastic wool expert. She co-authored a Fleece and Fiber source book, which is an astounding book that goes over different breeds of wool and what specifically they impart, you know, that the breeding has imparted to that particular breed of wool. So like what you get in the fleece from like a Lincoln to a Corydale, you know, and the crossbreeding that happens. She's an expert at those things. So she's, you're going to hear her throughout the podcast and she's going to give us the technical aspects of what the wool is doing, how it's behaving in the yarn. So that's going to be really interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I made the connections. I have respect in the industry, I think, that, you know, that is a good place to be to get all this information and give it back. And I like imparting knowledge. Uh, my whole my whole business logo is a is a light bulb, um, which plays off of my maiden name. As you know, I was Miriam Brilliant when you married me, mm-hmm. um, and and my business name is Brilliant Idea Press because I like creating those light bulb moments. I like bringing that relevant knowledge to your head that opens up everything else. Mm. That's what I enjoy doing. That's why I teach. Speaking of Brilliant Idea Press. Um and uh, and having used that for your own book, and you, I know you've done a lot of video tutorials, things on uh, on YouTube and Craftsy. Mm-hmm. Why not do a visual medium for this for that this type of thing? I mean, is there something for podcasts that make it better? Or that is an excellent question. Uh, I feel like podcasts can be supplemented with images, but primarily I like the audio medium only because for this at least because it has to do with the way I listen to podcasts um, and the way a lot of people listen to podcasts. They put on Naked. their headphones. <laughs> fully clothed usually um they they put on their headphones and they listen while they do their work um for knitters you know they'll be listening to podcasts while they knit imparting knowledge and having an intellectual conversation about yarn at the same time you know something that you can keep your hands free you don't have to be you know you don't have to be watching it you don't have to be uh you know stop knitting to look at something you can just hear it it can be in the background it can be part the audio soundtrack of your life that's why i like podcasts for this particular thing so there's a lot of uh 
almost investigative journalism going on with podcasts. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you've been looking into, or is your your window into the life cycle of yarn uh, going to be through your interviewees alone, or are you going to be doing some uh, treks out into the world for this? That is a good question also. Um, I would like to do investigative and trekking kind of things and like talk in the field to people, but um, at, for the first season, it's probably just going to be interviews. I really need to see where everything lands with sponsorship and donations, which, mm-hmm. by the way, thank you for bringing that up. Um, if if you would like to see this podcast go in any particular direction, please let me know. Um, also, if you would like to donate money, that would be fantastic because it will allow me to to keep it going in more interesting ways. So I could visit sheep farms and talk to the actual farmers. We could talk to breeders, you know, stuff like that. Right now, it's sort of me in my closet with Skype talking to people that I know. <laughs> so I would really love to, to make it more investigative. That would be amazing. So for those who... Um have ideas on uh, have comments or feedback and how to suggest uh, this be directed Mm -hmm. uh, how can they contact you for that the best way would be miriam at yarnstoriespodcast.com that's m-i-r-i-a-m at yarnstoriespodcast.com. All right, so is there anything else about uh, upcoming episodes that you you want to bring up? Yeah, we're going to talk to some really fantastic people. Um, We have Spin Cycle Yarns coming. Uh, Carol Feller has created a new yarn line that we're going to talk about. Um, I'm going to talk to Luxadorna Cashmere. Mm, Cashmere. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm still lining some people up, but it's going to be really fun. So I hope you'll join me. Sounds good. I'll be here. (laughs) <laughs> right? <laughs> right outside the closet door. <laughs> Lurking. <laughs> Sneaking. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Thanks. thank you for all that. Thank you for interviewing me for my own podcast. You got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for joining me for this special intro interview with bonus meows courtesy of my Siamese cat Echo. I hope that you're as excited about the show as I am. If you'd like to get the first and all future episodes of this podcast delivered right to your podcatcher of choice, don't forget to subscribe. Talk to you soon.